Good morning. Good morning. Blessings to all of you. Thank you for being here in honor of Donnie's life and in support and love for the family. And God's peace is ours, especially to you, Paula, and Donnie's daughters, brother. We all love you, and God loves you, and I'm going to bring a message of hope and peace from his word for you on this occasion that we remember Donnie's life here and life there, maybe even more importantly. Amen. So uh, I want to tell you just a little bit about how I'm connected to Donnie and then also get a little bit of a, a read on who all of you are, also just by having you raise your hand in a minute. But uh, So I think I first met the family when, Lori, you came to watch children on Wednesday mornings. We, had a, we have a Wednesday morning Bible study. We had a lot of moms with little ones, and Lori, through maybe the networking of Cindy, came and watched the kids. And so I'd see Lori in the hallway, and I've been here 28 years, I'm older than dirt, so it's been a long time. We won't date Lori and talk about when that was, but it's a while back. Um, but then you find out as life goes on, oh, Lori lives in the neighborhood with the Whites and cross the street and then start to get to know the family and then starts dating Eric, and then I meet Donnie through all of that, and then church camp out. We bring all our friends out of the woodwork that we can. Camping's fun when you do it together, right? And uh, that's when I got to know Donnie for the first time because uh, I was hiding at a picnic table under a shade tree some close to the Whites' camp, and Donnie sat down. And we got about an hour and a half with nobody else around. Just talk about life. Dads, our dads, are growing up. And uh, I think from that day forward, you know, we could pick up where we left off and then uh, it just got tighter and tighter, and then through this cancer thing, especially in the last few months, and this is more for everybody here than it is for Paula and, and the family that know all this, uh, I, it's an honor and a privilege when a family trusts you enough to let you come to their side when they're in the most difficult moments and listen and love and share God's word. And so Paula and Donnie, in great humility, let me come into the home at will. Whenever, Pastor, you want to come, just come. Um, and we spent sometimes a couple hours at a whack just talking through everything. And a minister's job, and this is for all of you because I have a feeling there's a few of you in the room that have never had a minister like that. And they're, they're, we're all around. I'm not unique. A minister's job is to come and listen and share hope and healing from spiritual healing from God. That's our job. And so it's a great privilege and honor. But because of that, you get to have conversations that maybe uh, family and friends have never gotten to have because it's easier to talk to somebody maybe that's not family and friends about some of the biggest things but you're facing the end of your life and you want to you want to air them and the pastor should ask you about them I'm not going to share any secrets here except for one that's not really a secret at all but I one of the questions I'll ask at the bedside is um, what, what is it what is it that you are concerned about that you want to talk about leave a, a wide open question and in a minute I'm going to tell you about that with the first point here but real quickly how many of you are from the neighborhood the hood raise your hands okay I just got to you can put them down I'm just going to tell you for 20 years I have been envious of your street <laughs> I've lived in three or four neighborhoods in 28 years around here and we've had some good friends and we do but none of, never has it been like I hear what you guys have and see and feel. Some of them, uh, uh, some of you know us because you've been around. Some of you know because we came and joined our church too. Um, just you have a great 
community. And you and I know that Donnie and Paula, you're huge, a huge part of that. That's why at his funeral we say he's a world-class neighbor. And uh, God moved him on to another neighborhood. But that the rest of you can't be mad at him that he was about to move to a new neighborhood in Gerald anyway. Because <laughs> God moved him on to heaven. Uh, change is always happening, isn't it? How many are, are from work? Any kind of work life? Okay, got some here. How many of you are from uh, some family? We got you guys right up here. Is there family sprinkled throughout? Raise your hand if you're from family. Okay. So all these circles come together when a person passes. And um, it's a beautiful thing. The Apostle Paul wrote a letter when it, it wasn't cancer, it was Caesar that was going to take him. You know, Chad used his hand and he said, Death stares you right in the face when the doctor says, we're not, you're not going to beat this thing. Paul, Paul had many close calls, the guy that wrote half the New Testament, with death. But his closest call that came to the end, he knew it was the end, was when this time the, the, the Roman emperor said, I'm going to have your head. And he wrote a letter to young Timothy. And in that letter are great words of comfort. It's called Second Timothy. It's a great letter on this occasion when we think of Donnie and faith in Christ and hope that we're looking for. And I, it's, for, it's called the second letter to Timothy and there's just a couple of verses. And there's three thoughts that Paul shares while he's still living that I heard Donnie and Paula also share when I was in your home. Same attitude, same words uh, in your own English language and dialect. <laughs> Paul says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which God, the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. We are sad, deeply sad. Some of you wouldn't even watch that video. I know that. I didn't want to watch it right now because it's too, it's too sad, right? It means too much to us that we had before church. But we're also happy. You cannot say that in the wake of everyone's life. But we can say we're happy spiritually. We're, and we're gonna, our happiness is going to grow because we can celebrate with Donnie that he really does have eternal life. You know, you can say that and think that but not have it. But Donnie had it according to the truth that came down from heaven, not just the truth that he felt. And I want to share it with you. Paul said, as he was coming to the end of his life, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have what? Kept the faith. Donnie did not win the fight against cancer. He did not win the fight uh, that, uh, or any, any struggle that he had in his life. Neither will you. The good fight that Paul's talking about isn't the fight for taking care of the family and finances. It's not to be a great dad, to be a great husband, to beat cancer. The good fight that Paul's talking about is that last phrase, I have kept the faith. What does that mean? It's hard 
to trust God when he lets you suffer such a horrible illness. I, there, I said it. It's the truth. It's so, what, if God, you're loving, why would you let me have this? And some of you in the family are, and friends are asking that. You talk about a loving God and you have all this preaching, but to let someone suffer so badly that you don't want to remember the pictures from the last six months? You want to go before that? And I say that not because of your family, but because of mine and my parents. Because that's the way we talk, right? What's God doing? You have to, some of you, do, you, you maybe haven't thought this through with the word of God open in your heart and life, so listen very carefully. Well, at a funeral, I can't go into it as much detail, but the Bible has a very good and solid answers. Sin and death were introduced to this planet through a devil and people. And God, in his love, came to the Adam and Eve who were now, get this, sin factories. They would continue to sin now because they brought it in with the devils attempting them. And he said, I'm going to fix it by sending a redeemer. And that redeemer was God's own son who entered the planet of this thing called sin and death, only gave himself 33 years. I know you, some of you are looking at Donnie's age. We all do it. You go, 64 plus and you know, God gave me more or hope he gives me more. or That was short or that was long, depending on who you are and where you are in life. Jesus got 33, that's half, really, of what Donnie got. The God's own son entered this and died for our sins to redeem us out of here. And all these sin factories, which all of you are, including me, he redeemed by paying for our sins. Faith is believing that God's love is first found in Christ and not in any kind of deliverance in a passing world. You know how it strengthens your faith when God comes through with a job or comes through with money or comes through with a doctor's report that all the cancer is gone? You all, oh, God is good. He has taken care of us. God is good when he lets Donnie go to glory because he sent his son to redeem him. And here's the point. I rejoice and I tell you to rejoice because I was there at his bedside with none of you there and I asked him, are you mad at God? Do you trust him? Do you understand why you can trust him? And Donnie was confident without wavering and said, I trust him, I love him, and he sent his son for me to be my savior. He kept the faith in Christ who redeemed him. That's beautiful. That's wonderful. That's what Paul was saying, I've kept the faith. That's the race. It's not a race to make a name for yourself or have plenty of money or good health. It's a race to keep the faith. The next thing that Paul says is, there's a crown laid up for me, a crown of righteousness. You know what a crown is. It's like after you run a half marathon, marathon, you get a medal, right? It's that what they gave back then were crowns, and they, they'd issue them out to everybody that finished the race. And so Paul said, there's a crown laid up for me. Now here's where you, it gets tricky for sinners. We want to flip in our thinking and say, Donnie was such a good man, 
Jesus gave him the crown of Donnie's goodness. Nowhere is that taught in the Bible, though, because we're just not good enough. So what the crown of righteousness is that God gave Donnie was Jesus' righteousness. Donnie finished the race of believing and trusting, right? But he didn't earn salvation. It was a gift. And this is the thing. Donnie would be like, just like George Strait when he sang that song, um, A Secret About a Father's Love. He said, if I, I, I had this dream and I went up to heaven and there was heaven's gate. And I was thinking if they knew half the things I've done, they'd never let me in. Donnie was honest about that. And what does the song say? It's a secret about a father's love, a secret that my daddy said was just between us and God's and the Father and God the Son had a plan to redeem us and give us Christ's righteousness. So I could just see Donnie the, the day he passed. Step into heaven. He'd already heard it all on earth, but he's thinking, you're always like a little bit afraid. Maybe they're not gonna let me in, right? <laughs> and Jesus approaches him with this crown of righteousness and this robe, this white robe. And by the way, if that sounds boring to you, it's just a picture. It's something fantastic and glorious to cover Donnie's life. And Donnie goes, wait a minute, that, if, that's, if you're trying to say I was lily white, then that ain't me. And Jesus says, oh no, this is my righteousness. And when you step through those doors, the Father is going to love you the way he loves the Son, me. So step through. And Donnie steps through the door in heaven with the robe of Christ's righteousness. And here comes God the Father running toward him, hugging him, and saying, I love you in my son. You have a crown of righteousness. You have a robe of righteousness. It's yours. The last thing that we can rejoice about is he's keeping the garage door open for us heaven. <laughs> Neighbors will tell me, you know, we'd like have a long day and we'd want to hang out with the friends and one of the places we hung out a lot was Paula's and Donnie's garage, right? Look over and if the garage door's down, well maybe he's just not in the mood. I'd be disappointed. But if it was up, right, we're going to have warmth and love and togetherness and that's why that picture that, that you guys all celebrated and that you got in the background there on the slides up here, that's the neighbor's still saying, we just wanna keep this up, so we got a picture of him here. The garage door is open. Well, the last part of this verse is, uh, Paul says, I'm not the only one going to heaven. He was, knew he was passing, he said, but everyone who's longed for his appearing, everyone who trusts in Christ are going with, with me. Donnie doesn't wish he was here. So don't wish him back. He waits for you to get there. Had a beautiful talk. Garage door's open for you. And he knows more than I can even preach about how much it all depends on your connection with that son Jesus. So here's a hint to live out your life. Go to that next slide. In the grieving process, you must, in honor of the wonderful friendship and life and family relationship he gave you with Donnie, you must 
always spend some time thinking about it and your, and, the, and your great loss. You don't want to be without that feeling that that was somebody very meaningful in my life, right? But, but really, treat it like a glance, like you're running your own race to keep the faith, and you, keep, you glance back at everything God gave you with Donnie, but you actually stare most of the time forward to the open garage door where Donnie sits with Jesus and all the saints waiting for us to get there. We are coming there. And you may listen to, at sermons at funerals like this and think, that is so far away. Oh, my friend, not far at all. In 25 years, three quarters of this church, right now, the people that are in it, will already be there. It's a short time. Our Lord Jesus came to give us hope and peace by being our Redeemer and Savior. And your brother Donnie and dad and husband, they knew that. He knew it. Be happy for him. He kept the faith. He's got a crown, maybe even a car. <laughs> and his garage door is open for you. Amen.